What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Back with Vershawn Jackson, sponsored by Wingstop on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back in to the Captain Show, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick Sainert with you, Nova Sean Jackson today. Mark and Rico are out of their minds right now. It's a Monday. For some reason, it's a Monday and there's a lot of energy in the, sta- in the station today. I'm not used to this kind of, this kind of energy on a Monday. 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Sarder Heyman text line, both those open for you guys the entire show today. Got a fun one, and it all starts right now. We bring in Zach Carpenter of Rivals. Good morning, Zach. How's your Monday going? Well, if you're saying uh, you're, you're a lot of energy in the studio, maybe I'll be bringing it down because this <laughs> is a, uh, it's a typical Monday where it's a little slow going for me right now, but I'll try, I'll try to bring some juice right now to you guys. Okay, sounds good. Well, I'm the only one in the studio, so it'd only be bringing me down. All the other guys in the station would would still be uh, be able to pick me up. All right, so ha- I guess first of all, have you moved to Lincoln yet? Are you in town yet? No, no, I'm not. I'm still over in Columbus, so it's Eastern time for me. But um, I'll okay. be moving out there in the last week of July. Um, Big Ten media days are July 26th and 27th in Indianapolis, which is a, about a three-hour drive for me here in Columbus. Oh, perfect. So gonna drive over there and then um after media days are wrapped up go to my drive over to my parents house in central illinois because that's about the midway point between columbus and lincoln spend the night there and then i'll make the rest of the move out there july 28th so i'll be touching down full-time very soon so so for all the listeners out there zach used to cover ohio state um before he made the transition to nebraska what's this first month been like covering the Huskers, um, it, even whether it's from a remote from, from Columbus, but what's the first month been like? Well, yeah, and I did get to go out to Lincoln. I was there for about eight days in June. I got to see the Friday Night Lights camp. Okay. Um, got to meet some people in person, got to see whether it was coaches or uh, players, um, recruits and all that type of stuff. So I did get the touchdown over there. But um, it's, it's very different just because, obviously, Ohio State and – uh, Nebraska are in very different um, places yeah. in their program right now. I yeah. mean, um, in recruiting wise, Ohio State's recruiting uh, five stars and high end four stars. They're routinely in the Big Ten championship game, competing for those and competing for national titles. And um, Ohio State fan bases will be like uh, the, the Ohio State fan base will be like not up in arms, but like worried that they're only getting eight guys ranked mm-hmm. in the top one hundred yep. as opposed to a dozen um in recruiting and uh but it, it's actually kind of similar um I, I covered south carolina recruiting as well for rivals in addition to ohio state okay. and south carolina and nebraska's programs are it, it's similar in 
terms of a program rebuild, once proud program that's um, trying to rebuild, and they're, they brought in both programs, bringing in a bunch of new staff members to bring some juice and energy effort into the recruiting efforts. Um, and it's, it feels like both programs are one like really solid season away from really taking the next step in the turnaround. So it's sort of similar to what I was uh, handling over with Nebraska coverage. Yeah, absolutely. We're we're joined by Zach Carpenter, Zach Carpenter of Rivals. Uh, so Nebraska gets the commitment of Ashley Williams Jr., a six six, two hundred twenty pound defensive end um, out of Louisiana. What does this What does this commitment mean for Nebraska? Yeah, well, when you look at him uh, player wise, like body type, positionally, I think I mean, he's a four star player, uh, ranked in the in our um, rankings in the Rivals two, uh, top two fifty. Um, right, he was one of the last uh, last guys in there. He's ranked number mm-hmm. 250 exactly, and uh, he's a 6'6", 225 pound pass rusher, and he's one of those athletic stand up pass rushers who um, he brings those like the the length and athleticism off the edge to be a dynamic pass rusher. And I know from talking with him because I spoke with him. Uh, over Zoom the uh, the night before he announced his commitment, so Saturday night, and he was telling me that uh, Nebraska's recruiting him as an edge guy, maybe be able to drop back and, and cover in space, but not as much of outside linebacker stuff. Um, but he he adds a new dynamic to Mike Dawson's room and Eric Schnander's defense where they can continue to sort of take that evolution and um, providing multiple defensive fronts and just to add add an extra thing that opposing offenses have to scheme against and worry about in terms of um, sort of switching up the looks that they're giving opposing offenses, especially when you look at like air raids like Ohio State or Purdue, which I know they don't play Ohio State this year, but down the road if they're able to establish, because I think they play in 2024, if I'm not mistaken, in the regular season. But um, beyond that, what Ashley's commitment means is it's another step in the right direction for this focus on Louisiana. I mean, when Vince Ginson took over and when they hired Mickey Joseph, it was very much established, hey, we want to attack Louisiana even harder in recruiting. I mean, Louisiana is one of the top five or six states in America for high school talent. Um, when you look at, I mean, Texas, Florida, Georgia, Louisiana, California, I mean, those are all, those are the, some of the states that are have the best and deepest talent pool and Nebraska. Now they got AJ Allen and Dakota Crawford in the 22 class. And now they have Ashley Williams and Omari and Miller to their two highest. I think they're the two highest ranked yeah. um, in the class. Omari and Miller's the third highest ranked receiver they've had since 2006. Uh, so it's just another step in the right direction as, as far as trying to uh, expand their recruiting footprint and really um, create a strong foothold in that state. You mentioned the the recruiting footprint, and Nebraska is now in in Texas and Louisiana. Part of that's obviously Mickey Joseph, like you said, but now I mean even Brian Applewhite a little bit, the the new running backs coach for Nebraska. Are we surprised that it's it's taken off this quickly, and, and that they've been able to get into Nebraska or not Nebraska? Excuse me, into into Texas and Louisiana so quickly. Uh, on one hand, yes. On another hand, no. Just because usually when you see a program try to extend its footprint like this, it does take uh, two or maybe three recruiting cycles to really um, 
be able to profit, so to speak, off those um, off the relationships because what they have the coaches have to do is show up and be a, a face and a name in those hallways and um, and truly build trust and relationships in those buildings. So it usually takes a little while. But mm-hmm. on the other hand, Brian Applewhite has a deep history in Texas and Mickey Joseph has obviously a deep history in Louisiana. So they already had those built-in relationships um, already there. So it's not as surprising from that standpoint. I mean, if you take a look at yesterday's commitment from Ashley Williams, I mean, he took his official visit June 3rd through 5th uh, to Lincoln. I talked to him on the Monday after he was, he wrapped it up and he was telling me how, um, his trainer, he had been training with this guy for the last six months. Who's like, uh, best friends were one of, be- uh, Mickey Joseph's one of his best friends. So mm. right when he was telling me that, like, it was just sort of in my gut, I'm thinking, all right, I think they have a really good shot with, with this guy, because those are, it, it, like, I cannot overstate enough how important those relationships are. Um, when the margins are so thin in these recruitments, especially for a guy like him. So surprising, like in general, I guess, but when you look at the context of, um, of these relationships that have already been established, it's not a surprise. What's so special about hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas. These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co. We're talking to Zach Carpenter of Rivals, and it's interesting that you bring up relationships. I kind of want to go there for a moment. When we talk about recruiting, we we always talk about or pair it with relationships are such a big part. And nowadays, it feels like guys will commit or head to a university because of the coach rather than the university. That's just the way college football is nowadays. When you talk to recruits, whether they're committed or or still deciding where they want to go, what are you hearing about this staff? Because Obviously, there it's a new offensive staff in place, and I think Nebraska fans are kind of curious um, because we've seen it from Mickey Joseph and and obviously a little bit of, uh, like you said, Vince Ginta and, th- and things like that. But what about other coaches? What what are you hearing on the recruiting trail when when this when commits or, or recruits talk about the coaching staff? Yeah, well, we always call it uh, car right comfort and relationships. Mm-hmm. That's always been the number one most important factor in any given recruitment it's going to remain that way no matter what until the end of time i mean even nil deals and everything like that stuff's important too but that's all comfort and relationships is always going to be number one and at the top and um i mean i've been hearing like from people like hayden green even though he committed to oklahoma um is these like the coaching staff is is not overbearing they build they actually build trust and relationships with not just with the players but with the families i mean uh bringing it back again to ashley he uh he was telling me that um that the coaching staff really made an effort to come to his school and like really just uh talk and shoot the breeze i guess like doesn't have to all be football all the time and uh he built a relationship uh like mickey joseph and mike dawson they built relationships with ashley williams uh, family, which he said was kind of like, I guess, different. And that was surprising to me because I, I think that's one of the like um, bare necessities, I guess, to is to build relationships with the families and the coaches of these recruits too. Um, most that's generally what I'm hearing is that these, the, they, they trust these coaches to um, for their development and to try and get them to the next level to the NFL. But they're also like genuinely good people, I guess, is what is what a lot of these 
guys I've been talking to and that they can actually like uh, hold conversations with these coaches and like almost see them. The best one was Barry Jackson talking about Mickey Joseph. Um, I did a commitment interview with him as well. And that, that was my favorite part of doing that, of that interview was I was asking him a question about coach Mickey and he like very like pretty much like cut me off, like made question like in a good way. And he was like, mm-hmm. Mickey's like coach Mickey. He's like a dad. And I'm like, really? What, what, what do you mean by that? Cause I wasn't expecting to hear that. Yeah. And he's like, well, I'm just going to be so far away from my mom and dad. And he said, if I ever need him, just text him or call him. He said, he's always going to call me back or text me. And like, it's just an extra thing to provide comfort when these guys are leaving from Florida or Georgia, Louisiana, Texas, all the way up to Lincoln and um, so far away. And again, it comes back to that comfort and relationship thing we keep talking about. We're speaking to Zach Carpenter of Rivals. A couple more before we let you go, Zach. When we talk about this new offensive staff, one of the biggest offseason questions right now is what this offense is going to look like. Well, a lot of times in recruiting and kind of setting up the future rosters, we can kind of tell what kind of body type the staff is kind of attracted to when it comes to recruiting. What are you seeing from the guys that they're not only talking to but also earning the commitments of? Yeah, well, if we're talking about offense, I mean, you look at William Pop Watson, and he's uh... – He's about six foot, um, a little leaner, um, I think six foot, and uh, was 185 pounds. Talking with him, I know Mark Whipple, he said that um, it's more of like a, a I guess, a pro-style offense, but running game still going to be involved, and uh, sounds like he wants to get the uh, quarterback um, run-pass option and uh, involved a little more. So you're looking at uh, guys from that standpoint who are a little more athletic, um, could do multiple things receiving wise. I mean, Amari Miller's the six two, almost two hundred pounds, really long outside receiver built like that. But um, I, and I guess in general, it's the body type they're looking for, like skill positions, is longer uh, but athletic enough to be versatile enough to pl- fill multiple roles. I mean, Amari and is to me, he's an outside receiver, but okay. um, Mickey Joseph wants him to, as multiple positions as a slot guy and an outside guy. And then Jaden Dawson, Barry Jackson were recruited much the same way to be a slot guy, but also have the ability to play outside and uh, also get the ball in the backfield, whether it's quick passes or jet sweeps and stuff. So um, athleticism is the big, the main key point. And then if you're looking at the defense, uh, guys like Ashley Williams and then uh, other guys that are recruiting like Cameron Lenhart, the uh, defensive end, outside linebacker hybrid out of Florida's IMG Academy. I mean, he's another long, lean guy uh, with that speed and burst that you're looking for. Um, and much the same way at, at cornerback, I know Travis Fisher kind of has a type, right? I mean, yeah. he wants the longer, taller cornerbacks. I mean, I think almost every cornerback in that room is six, like six one or taller, uh, the, at least the core guys, and that's sort of what they're going after um, in recruiting and looking at Ryan Robinson Jr., another guy out of Louisiana, a cornerback who's, uh, he's again, another taller, longer uh, cornerback prospect. So I think it seems like they're looking at length and then um, the athleticism to be versatile because that's what so many of these defenses are doing now is they're trying to combat the evolution of these spread style offenses by just getting the best athletes they can um that they can match up well with uh, with offenses and sort of have guys who can just run all over the field, do sideline to sideline deal. 
All right, Zach, last one before we let you go. I'm curious because obviously it's early. We're not even to the season yet or even to fall camp, but we know the staff likes to use and, and is able to utilize the transfer portal pretty heavily. They did so this offseason. What do we think that the max number of high school guys is that this staff is going to take? Or, like, what's the range? Because we've seen in recent years they filled out and they've become a top 20, top 25 class where last year then they took fewer number of guys and the ranking wasn't as high, but it's because they utilize the transfer portal so much. So do you have an idea of maybe what they're maxing out at? Yeah, that's what's funny. You mentioned the transfer portal, and that's something I was talking with one person about yesterday when talking exactly about this, like class size and Mm -hmm. um, different potential defensive line numbers. And I was like, yeah, I always need to keep in mind that they're going to be taking transfers too uh, to, to build out this roster. And, um, I'm looking at when I initially was uh, the first couple weeks um, on this job and cover and getting used to the, the landscape and their recruiting. Mm-hmm. I wound up uh, looking at from 18 to 20 signees is probably the um, is the number that we're looking at. Probably closer to 18, but there are a few guys uh, who still remain who are take take no matter what the class size is. And um, to me, they have 14 right now. I I see them taking another defensive lineman. I see them taking a, a cornerback. Um, I think they're set. They're definitely set at inside linebacker. Um, and then they'll want at least one, if not two more, but definitely one offensive lineman. Um, and then another receiver, at least one more receiver. So uh, if we're going on those, then it would be one receiver, one offensive lineman, cornerback, and defensive lineman. So that would be get you up to 18 and then um, leave room for another potential offensive lineman or receiver so I still think 18 to 20 is a safe bet but um I think 18 18 19 is the most likely signees out of the high school ranks yeah like Zach mentioned uh Nebraska sits at 14 commits after Ashley Williams Jr. the 6'6 220 225 pound defensive end guy commits out of Louisiana um yesterday all right Zach appreciate the time as always We'll, we'll definitely talk to you down the road get to Lincoln safely enjoy Big Ten Media Days and we'll talk to you soon I appreciate you, Nick. Thanks for having me. That is Zach Carpenter of Rivals. Good stuff from him. Yeah, the the 18, he, he mentions the a guy that you take no matter what the class size is. And you have to think, as of what we know right now, of the guys that are Nebraska's going after, it's Malachi Coleman is one of them. You don't say no to a top 125 player in the country, especially if it's a guy um, from, your, from your state. When, let's be real. You haven't been winning. You got 15 wins. Give credit to the staff, though. A lot of credit is given to the staff right now, and rightfully so, because once again, it's the same kind of topic or, or discussion that we've had multiple times this offseason. They've done the the necessary and required work in the summer. 14 commitments that are all relatively high in a, a coming off of a 3-9 and nine season and coming off of four years where you have a total of 15 wins. There's... There's definitely some excitement brewing around Nebraska football program. The Mickey Joseph effect is real. Brian Applewhite. Um, they they would take... Dusty asked this on the text line. Zach said they'd take up to two more receivers. Why? They would take up to one. He thinks they're, they're going to have... They have four committed right now. And they, they would be okay taking five. Who's the one wide receiver target that's uncommitted right now? Guy plays at Lincoln East High School. Malachi Coleman. We'll, we'll dive into that a little bit deeper. React to some of the things that Zach Carpenter of Rivals said. Appreciate his time. We'll be right back on the Captain Show. And over Sean Jackson this week, Nick Sander hanging out with you guys. It's the Captain Show, sponsored by Wingstop on the ticket.
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.